everyone. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We're here today uh, in the beautiful HB5 studios in beautiful historic down... Whatever. Uh, Biggin has been gone four weeks, and I still can't get this yeah, intro. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, Probably not. No, maybe. no. He'll be back, and I'll, I'll be on my way. Uh, we've got some good guests in the studio with us today. They're going to be joining us for the... Uh, for the rest of the show as well, they are uh, nurses that helped with um, Mojo's heart transplant, so that'll be fun. Mojo, let's get this thing going. How you be doing? <laughs> Buddy, I'm all right, man. I'd like to introduce our guests first. Um, we have Stephanie, Amy, and Tracy. These are three ladies that uh, pretty much kept me alive and wiped my rear end. Maybe not a white Maria. They kept me alive uh, while I was awaiting a heart transplant. And uh, these, not typical ladies, typical nurses. These actually are like sophisticated <laughs> cardiac ICU nurses. Yes. So yes. Uh, these aren't the ones that you find at the old local doc in a box that writes you a, a uh, antibiotic. So these are these are professional women. I use professional loosely with these women. <laughs> these women. Ladies, say hello to say hello to the international podcast world. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'd like to thank also our new listeners in New Zealand. I have no clue yeah. where we're at New Zealand, but they're in New Zealand. So, <laughs> and also Tokyo. Tokyo. I think Tokyo. it's probably the old kid I went to high school with. But uh, <laughs> Welcome to uh, listen to our podcast. As always, you can find us on the Southern Fried Philosophy on Facebook. You can find us at SFP Radio on Instagram and Twitter. You also can find our website at www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. And like I said always, um, every week, uh, please go to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and please subscribe, give us a like, and also a review. Uh, also, if you can, please share our favorite episodes as we continue to trend up. Um, the reviews and subscriptions also really help us as far as the, the metrics on podcasts, what numbers, whatever. I, I like to sound professional when I say metrics. So, um, yeah, just please do that. And uh, as always, Jeremy, how you be during this week? I am... Amazing. I'm excited. Well, you can't, you can't top the high of uh, going to the uh, Burt Kreischer, I can. the machine. I, can. I um, this week finished my uh, my bed that I've been building. Mm-hmm. Built a whole king-size bed from scratch. Did you really? Did. Like whittled it? Whittled it. Okay. Wow. Um, I, no, I got the rough lumber. Right. I milled it all up and um, turned it into a beautiful bed that uh, my wife doesn't hate. So how many DIY projects do you have marked on Pinterest? Um, I've got a lot. My <laughs> wife has a lot more for me. You have like a chicken hutch, chicken hutch that you got to build. Or I, like that? that is one thing I don't have. Um, my parents have enough chickens. We're good. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But yeah, so I'm uh, I'm pretty ecstatic, pretty happy w- to get that done, uh, and on to the next thing. That's right. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell how you about what, you? How you be doing, man? What burns my biscuits right uh, now is always. Uh, yeah. Well, is the nonstop construction traffic here and. Charlotte land. Um, it's like they, they fix a road and then they need to find a road to, to tear up. Yeah. So um, I, I called a uh, flat the other day after picking up some type of shrapnel Ooh. from uh, construction debris. So that was fun. So uh, yeah, they shut down uh, the HOV going into 70 or for 77 going into Charlotte, which yeah. basically ruined my commute every day. So they're getting ready to put that, uh, that uh, toll road. Yeah. The highly. Uh, they say it'll be done in a year. Is that the best the, the the, basically, the private funded is the one that we had like a huge. Yeah, that'd be a big issue over. Yeah, um, I believe it's uh, high occupancy or toll. So if you have two people in the car, you can use it, or you can pay to use it. 
I think I mean other. St- I know Atlanta has something similar. But yeah. I, so I, does DC. Uh, yeah. Are they? They're not using tax dollars to build it. Yeah. Of course, of course they, they are. are. Yeah. That's that's awful snazzy. <laughs> of course they are. So um, we asked some uh, yeah, we, people. We, yeah, we this had a week. Facebook Facebook question this week, and the Facebook question this week was the must-haves at a Southern picnic. So, do you ladies have anything that you have to have banana pudding, banana pudding that was good on banana, your list? What, what constitutes a good banana pudding, though? The pudding. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> like some people like, like it warm. I like, I like the cream cheese based yeah, banana pudding. Not your mama's mm. banana pudding. That's a good stuff. I yeah. was going to say uh, the potato salad. Oh. Potato, potato salad's a good nice. Mustard or mayonnaise base. Ooh, both in it, though. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How, how chunky? Well, so I don't make it. I have a friend that makes it, okay. and she puts, like, both, and she does, like, big chunks of potatoes, but she does the, like, hard-boiled eggs, yes. and she yep, puts, like, yep. sugar or something in yeah. it, so too. Mom, yeah. it's like, I don't know about the sugar, but my mom does the um, eggs. I, I can it's handle the eggs. I just can't handle, like, the, the sweet bread and butter pickle relish. No, nah. uh, nah, I'm not that either. Well, I'm more of a deal. Yeah. Whoever invented that, I would like to throw a punch. Yeah. <laughs> At the grocery stores in their potato salad love doing that. Yeah. I love potato salad it's because they have hate a, relish in it. It's probably because they, ha- you know, they have some deal worked out with the uh, conglomerates of sweet, uh, sweet pickles. Probably, so, yeah. But banana pudding. Um, Vegan's wife actually makes the best banana pudding I've ever had. That has got chessmen. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the Chess- the chessmen. Oh yeah. Not your mama's oh, banana man. pudding. It is on time. Yeah. <laughs> It is. That's probably the best banana pudding I've ever had. My uh, my mom threw out their redskin potato salad, but she's that. from the north. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a southern thing. It's not, but we'll accept it. Okay. Maybe. Sounds it's, good. It's, it's in the Tater family. The the one thing that a lot of people were yell like all caps yelling about was to make sure that the sweet tea was real sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, is there any other way? There, there is. I'm from the north. so <laughs> I've never understood that. How do y'all do the backwards sweet tea? You get unsweet tea and put a packet of dry sugar in yeah, it. Yeah, they don't like, understand science. Yeah, then you're like, why does it all float to the bottom? Yeah, does, you, they don't realize that when you put the sugar in when it's hot, yeah. it dissolves yeah. and mixes in. When it's cold, it no. just floats around. No, no, around. we we realize that. That's the first no, reason we do it. I'm saying northerners. northerners. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know oh. what? Then y'all come down here and try to tell us how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. Let's get sweet tea right first, and then we can talk about how we drive. So. Yeah, my family from the north comes down, and they're like, well, we'll take some sweet tea. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want sweet tea. I promise you. Pancake syrup to them. Because yeah. you guys will die. Yeah. What's um, next on we had some, uh, so this was an interesting one. A bunch of people had fried chicken, and then some people said it had to be cold. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I I know nothing about this. Fill well, me because, in. Because uh, what happens is it sits in a bucket, sweating. Right. Well, number one, the the breading will fall off. Number two, if it, if it's, if it cools down too slowly, bacteria grows, and everybody walks around with the uh, the old uh, Montezuma's Revenge. Okay. So <laughs> you, want cold, you want cold fried chicken. So Man, that's... Uh, they have what uh, what Biggin has right now, the old deli belly. <laughs> the old deli belly, that's right. So. Um, um, let's see, baked beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. show yeah. up. Uh, we do baked beans, again, in the north, but we put brown sugar and bacon on them. You guys do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we also have bourbon. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, grilled corn on the cob? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's all right. Mac and cheese? But, yeah. Another good one. Mac and cheese pie. Mac and cheese pie. What is mac and cheese pie? It's mac and cheese. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are my favorite. Yes. I love deviled eggs. You know, I'm just... 
another funny thing, post-transplant, I've, I've hated deviled eggs for 39 years. And Love them. And all of a sudden now, I'm like, mm, it's not so bad after all. At Just Thanksgiving, my mom has to make multiple Dibs. trays. Dibs. Yep, yep. When we, me and my wife first got married, uh, we were gifted 10 deviled egg relish plates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they saw that on the list. Both of us hate de- uh, deviled eggs at the time, but we had 10 plates to it take back It comes in handy now. Yeah. Uh, pimento cheese. This is an interesting one. Only one person said this, but uh, my wife, who's not from the South, loves it down here now. Yeah. For, for the pimento cheese. Yeah, pimento cheese has a culinary history, and of course, my brain was not. Uh, we we prepared with adult libations beforehand, <laughs> so my, my pimento cheese history fact culinary facts are off right now. But uh, yeah, you got it. Pimento cheese is just a good spread. It keeps all day. Yeah. And, and the, the warmer it gets, the more spready, spreadier it gets. And yeah. it's not a proper culinary French term, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then last but not least on this list, at least from our Facebook followers, was uh, Waldorf salad. Hmm. Waldorf salad, what? or what they call it also... In, uh, Waldorf can. salad is a, is a salad made of apples, yes. yeah. nuts, raisins, things like that, and mayonnaise-based. But we also, in, in the South here, we have something called pistachio. I was going to say pudding. pistachio. My or, yes. makes pistachio. Or, 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 or uh, in, in yeah. churches, some people call it Watergate salad. Watergate salad. Watergate. Watergate salad. Watergate. You think? I'm glad y'all heard of that. When he said water, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's Watergate. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's like that, a... They misspelled water. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's Watergate. Richard Nixon and Watergate. I don't know where it came from. But yeah, you gotta you got to have pistachio pudding. Yeah. But yeah, thank God people quit using the Jello. Because you'll see that a whole lot of picnics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, there's. This is the time of year for southern picnics. You know, it's getting that season mm-hmm. after after the uh, the old yellow dust <laughs> goes away. So, um, but yeah, thanks for everyone who contributed to that and look for next week's question um, as we kind of explore because obviously southern culture and food is kind of close to my heart, no pun intended. So, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's just interesting kind of seeing some feedback and also a couple of international listeners. Uh, they've actually posed some questions through my um, email. Oh, yeah? Um, asking me for further explanation on certain things. <laughs> so it's interesting because, you know, it's one thing, one thing uh, universal is food. Yeah. So that's one thing we can all sit down at the table and kind of gather around. So that's the reason why I like to talk about food a lot. Plus, for sure. I'm, I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Coke? <laughs> so I've got a question for you. Give me. Um, so while Biggin has been gone, um, you know, I, th- I think he was a little worried when he left that the two of us would get yeah, into politics yeah. a little too much. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't. We've done yeah. good. Yeah. I've got some politics for you today. Okay. Well, go ahead and run the All right. So one. I've got a clip I want you to listen to. And uh, have you been following up with the uh, Neil Gorsuch uh, hearings? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I watched a few minutes on C-SPAN, but then I got, um, I have a life. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to this clip and then um, we'll... Uh, We'll talk about that. And uh, just like uh, Ben's family, my family's been texting me throughout this process, uh, asking me to ask questions that they would ask. I ask a few of them, uh, you know, for suggestions. And my son, Dallin, teenager, said, ask him if he would rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never heard it either. Apparently, it was a question on Reddit a while ago, Reddit a while ago, but... uh, but anyway, that, that's where it's going from here, can, I think. You can, uh, you can tell them I'm very rarely at a loss for words. Okay, all right. <laughs> but you got me. I will tell them. A teenager stumped you there. My brother Scott asked if you've ever worn gym, gym shorts and a tank top under your robe. <laughs> 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 I, 
And Senator, Senator, on that one, we have what's called the Fifth Amendment, <laughs> which is part of the Bill of Rights as well, and which, uh, of course, protects the right uh, not to self-incriminate. So I might have to exercise my rights under the Fifth Amendment to that one. That is a good answer. It's like yeah, the most like... driest humor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess you got to be in the know to get those. I mean, I get them, but they're... So, you know, we're um, confirming someone to the Supreme Court. Right, for um, the rest of his life. Yeah, a very important <laughs> position in our country. Um, and we're asking questions like that. So I guess my question to you is uh, 100 uh, horse-sized ducks or one duck-sized horse? I don't, or, sorry, I don't, the know, other I don't know, but I wear, I wear a uh, rhinestone thong. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got a fifth amendment. Yeah. Yeah, that would, I, the first question, I don't know. Well, I guess one one large but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd wear a rhinestone. Yeah, rhinestone. what about you, ladies? Any uh, any thoughts on that? It, it's a question that's been going around Reddit. Um, that Reddit does AMAs where they ask, say, "Ask me anything," and it's just a weird question that they ask every celebrity that that, that does one. Um, there's been a couple of good answers, but uh, what do you guys think? I, I guess I'll go with the one, and hope it's big and fat and slow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could bob and weave yeah, between a hundred of them, you know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't keep up with a hundred anything. Never mind dogs. That's very so. true. So yeah, that was my that's my political uh, little yes, component for the, this the podcast. Game, Megan. <laughs> so um, we've got uh, another thing from uh, not really the world of politics, but science. Science. Yeah. yeah. We're is, going, this the, is this Shaquille O'Neal? This is. Okay. So uh, Kyrie Irving um, <laughs> talked about Kyrie Irving's a point guard for Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah, and he um, said that the world was flat. Right. It's not. It's not spherical. It's, yeah. it's flat. Yeah. And so that was a big thing for a while. And now we went to Duke, so <laughs> only for one year. I guess maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. And and now Shaq's uh, in on it. So. Shaq, the Hall of Fame player. Yep. By the way. Who went to LSU and gave his famous speech that it was LSU stood for Love Shack University? Right, right. <laughs> LSU graduates, good ones. But he also made a great uh, genie movie too. Uh, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty on that one. This so. is true. So we'll listen to that real quick. Some people like it, some people don't. But you know, we'll see where it takes us. What did you make of the Kyrie stuff? I don't. It's, it's true. The, 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 what? Uh, the Earth is flat. Shaq, what are you talking about? The Earth is flat. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. No, Listen, it's not. There's three ways to manipulate the mind. What you read, what you see, and what you hear. Okay. Conspiracies. In school, first thing they teach us is, oh, Columbus discovered America. But when he got there, it was some uh, uh, fair-skinned people with the long hair smoking out of peace pipes. So what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. D- Columbus didn't discover America. Yeah, he found where some so, other people already lived. I drive from coast to coast, and this is flat to me. <laughs> They're flat. Wow. I, I nominate him for uh, the position of a rocket surgeon for, uh, for NASA. I, I think uh, later in that, he goes on to say, do you mean that China is below us? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, to compound that, uh, Dray- uh, was it Draymond Green from uh Golden State yeah, actually backed it up also. I think they're all trolling us. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think these guys, have they obviously spent uh, more time on athletics than, than <laughs> academics. Yes. Um, and also, just I don't think Shaq was probably a straight-A student. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I don't know about Kyrie or Draymond, but hey, 
made if you're going to be made to look the village idiot, you might as well play the village <laughs> idiot. So, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty 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 sad. I don't know because kids look up to him too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he may have just actually pushed been the the greatest advocate for the flat earth society <laughs> and uh we've actually had i've actually had one of those guys contact me want to be on the show the flat earth society so uh we may, have him on? On. we may have him on now yeah. just to, <laughs> just to find what, out. what haven't we yet? i've actually watched a couple of the conspiracy videos for flat earth and they make it sound like you know but you're like there's no way i live on a disc <laughs> you know, and the moon's a hologram made out of cheese or something but all right, we'll schedule that later. We'll have them on. Yeah, I'd love to have them for on. Sure. So, what else we got? What does uh, the cow jump over the moon, too, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> probably so. I mean, moon's a man made out of cheese. and Yeah, I uh, think so. That or a hologram. I can't remember. There's a couple different theories there. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Earth, everything actually rotates around the Earth. Uh, yeah. So yeah there's, a, there's a few different theories out there, so... Um, and then the other thing that uh, we were going to talk about that um, I couldn't actually find the audio of was uh, you were telling me about Gino Oriema, 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 the uh, UNC, um, or no, UNC, UConn. UConn women's basketball coach. Right. Recruiting enthusiastic kids is harder than it's ever been because every kid watches TV and they watch the NBA or they watch Major League Baseball or they watch the NFL, whatever sport they watch, WNBA, it doesn't matter. And what they see is people just being really cool. So they think that's how they're going to act. And they haven't, they haven't even figured out which foot to use as a pivot foot, and they're going to act like they're really good players. You see it all the time. You see it at every AAU tournament. You see it at every high school game. So recruiting kids that are, like, really upbeat and loving life and love the game and have this tremendous appreciation for when their teammates do something well, that's hard. That's hard it's really hard so on our team we me my coaching staff we put a huge premium on body language and if your body language is bad you will never get in the game ever i don't don't care how good you are if somebody says well you know you just benched stewie for you know 35 minutes in the memphis game a couple years ago yeah i did oh that was to motivate her for the south carolina game the following monday no it wasn't Stewie was acting like a 12-year-old. So I put her on the bench and said, sit there. It doesn't matter on our team. Now, the other coaches might say, well, you can do that because you got three other, you know, All-Americans. I get that. I understand that. But I'd rather lose than watch kids play the way some kids play. I'd rather lose. And they're allowed to get away with just whatever. And they're always thinking about themselves. Me, 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 me. He, got, he continues to go on for another 45 seconds or so, but... Basically, the gist of it is, um, is that character um, and not the sense of entitlement for his players. I think you see that a lot in, in early, you know, sports. I've seen it, you know, with my daughter's soccer team. Where people, these kids, just think they're the next superstar. Yeah, and they they've done nothing to earn that yet. So, um, I think our, our our everyone gets a trophy. Uh, society now is, is pushing that. So mm-hmm. everyone's not meant to be an all-star baseball yes. player. Yeah. The world still needs ditch diggers. So I think Gino, I think he had a home run with that. I'm sure he'll probably take flack from probably some PC person. Because, yeah. Um, everyone's, everyone's supposed to be special in, in that certain way. Everyone's special in their own certain way. I mean, you could be the best ditch digger in the world. Yeah. It doesn't mean you got to be an all-star NBA player. Yeah. So that's coming off their 109th consecutive win that he yeah. had that, uh, 
I don't even know how that's even fair. I think they, I think he has a monopoly on uh, women's. I mean, there's only three so. good teams in college women's college basketball. They're in the final four every year. Yeah, I think I think the government needs to step in and break that up just like in Microsoft. <laughs> so, yeah, they, that's just what we need. More, yeah, the more, government involved yeah, more absolutely. in sports. Why not? They're getting ready to they're getting ready to hijack the uh, uh, fantasy league fantasy league uh, draft again. Teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's state to state too. I think the government's also, but also the states are even cracking down on it. Too. Yeah. No, Gino. Sorry, begging for the politics. <laughs> Gino, Gino's, uh, Gino's. I mean, I think he's spot on, and I, I'm not a big fan of the guy just because um, UConn brings back nightmares during the uh, late <laughs> '80s, early '90s for men's basketball with Duke. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Gino's spot on there. He, he's also he was also actually a great Olympic uh, assistant coach yeah. under Coach K, which is. Maybe you learned a few tricks. So. <laughs> anyway, hats off to Gino. But uh, y'all stick around for a second uh, for our, our second half. Uh, we have our interview with um, the three ladies uh, that I truly consider family now. Hopefully, they don't mind me saying that because I probably embarrass them <laughs> like the crazy Uncle Fester or whatever at the uh, barbecue, family barbecue that happens every once in a, in a while. But with banana y'all. pudding, <laughs> that's right. Just not Waldorf. Though. Yeah, no. Well, you can have Waldorf too. Anyway, so stick around. Um, listen. To an ad from our sponsor, probably a pre recorded uh, big invoice on this one, but because I, I hate doing ads, but uh, <laughs> we'll let him cut his spot and we'll be right back. If you know me, Biggin, you'll know I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So, what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel? It's pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Nose Bourbon Barrel Coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes the unique combination of coffee and bourbon. Do yourself a favor and check out KentuckyNose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee the Bluegrass has to offer. Check out KentuckyNose.com. You can also check out his new store at 337 West Broadway Street if you're just hanging around Frankfort, Kentucky. It's a new store. It's supposed to be really awesome. So go check it out, KentuckyNose.com. Welcome back to the Southern Fly Philosophy Podcast. Reintroduce our special guest just in case you fast-forwarded to the segment of the interview, which <laughs> you know who can blame you. <laughs> um, but we have Amy, Stephanie, and Tracy tonight as our uh, special guests. These are three nurses that were my cardiac ICU nurses while I was awaiting a heart transplant. These ladies kept me alive, kept me fed, kept me happy, kept me sane. They also kept my crazy wife away. <laughs> they, they gave her updates and gave her comfort enough where she could stay home with the kids. And um, That was just one less uh, piece of the puzzle of stress management for um for a loved one so ladies i love you i appreciate you coming on and it's a funny fact this is the second time we're recording this interview now so <laughs> we're a little more loose now yeah hopefully hopefully the magic happens so <laughs> she's like are we really starting all over yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I accidentally erased it we'll make it quick i promise no 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 I, i'm in no rush I mean, you know what? If y'all have to go, I'll, I'll actually do the three voices. I'm in no rush. Anyway, ladies, thank you for coming on and uh, thanks for the patience here with the second, <laughs> second half, or the second time we're doing this. Hello. 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 So, ladies, I, um, as, as I wanted to have you on. This is our, this is actually my one year anniversary um, coming up this weekend, and so by the time this episode hits, uh, it'll be one year, one day. And 
there's no better way or I'd, or no other people I'd rather spend this episode with. This is actually our 29th episode, too. Um, but I, there's no other person, people I'd rather spend with than, than you three because you guys were instrumental in so much happening for me uh, prior to transplant because I was there for, I can't remember how many days ahead of time. It was, it was a few. It was, it was more <laughs> it was than two. two weeks yeah. Yeah. prior to transplant. Yeah. It was, it was more than two days and less than a month. So I, I, so <laughs> I, I can give that kind of window. So, you know, just kind of a little backstory. Um, you can also go back to our first episode and listen to um, our story, my story, and just where I've been over the last uh, year, year and a half, and my journey. So uh, I was admitted to the hospital had a, um, awaiting a heart transplant, and it's a special uh, cardiac ICU, ICU unit that you have to wait. They have to go and do some sort of procedures to put you on priority status for a heart because mine was failing and failing quickly, mm-hmm. um, kind of like our economy was. <laughs> was, was. Do you know something I don't know? I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the latest. Sorry numbers. again for the politics. But <laughs> no, so I, sat, I was sitting there, and, you know, you kind of going into an uneasy situation, waiting for kind of a, an unknown known, you know, type thing. You're nervous. You're, you know, at the, I, I have a family. They weren't with me. Um, you know, no more you don't expose them to that, so... You look to the staff and uh, to kind of fill the gaps of some type of social interaction, um, to caretaking, things like that. Not not waiting on your hand and foot. Well, maybe they did. Uh, maybe, maybe I was the worst patient. I but um, so you kind of look to that. And for sanity, number one, because you prepare yourself mentally to walk in there and you don't know if you're walking out or how long it will take. Uh, there's no guarantees in anything. These women uh, were gracious because, you know, getting a nurse is kind of like roll, a rolling in the dice because yes, you don't know if you're going to get a uh, uh, nurse rotten attitude or whatever. <laughs> nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie. The, or nurse still, Ratchet. St- yeah. yeah. Nurse, nurse Jackie, the one still in your pain meds. Yes. <laughs> one for you yeah. and one for me. Your one solemn moment is having that pain relief for a minute. But, um, no, so these ladies were phenomenal each one of them played a different a different factor in my my stay there um so ladies once again for the second time tonight, <laughs> thank you for all that you did and this i know that we have nurses week coming up and this yes. this week is what nurse certified nurses day was sunday okay actually certified um, nurses day I, so that's the little special certification that we end up taking okay to be Certified nurses. But Nurses Week isn't until May. May. Usually like the first week in May. Okay. Which but it is, is somewhere around ETI, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're throwing it early. Yeah, we're throwing it I'll repost this episode again just to make sure. <laughs> but, um, so I, I'm sorry, I would have gotten a Hallmark card for Certified Nurses Day, but I didn't see yeah. it. So uh, I guess it's kind of one of those niche markets. But maybe next year on Pinterest, I'll, I'm sure somebody, or Etsy probably makes one. So That's yeah. what we can use our Pinterest page for. Yeah, there you go. We'll corner the market <laughs> Certified Nurses Day. There's a pretty big. Answer. I'm filing the trademark right now. <laughs> so um, let's let's dive into this instead of all be about me, which this is. It is about you. It's kind yeah. of my show yeah. too. <laughs> but um, I want to kind of find out how you guys got into uh, doing what you're doing because, unlike you know me, I chose to cook for people. I enjoy hospitality. I enjoy um, entertaining. I enjoy the camaraderie that you find. Obviously, that you you're not doing that with nurses. <laughs> you, you're going into caretake, and you don't know. If these people are going to be around, if they're going to make it, and whatever. So, obviously, you guys aren't doing it for the glory. You're never, you're never going to be on a red carpet in Hollywood or anything like that. So, why do you do it? 
Or how did you get started? How about that? Good question. Uh, Well, I got started, you know, back in the day when your parents used to save all your schoolwork from grade school and whatnot. And had a paper that was asking me all these questions about myself. And I was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so I had written down pediatrician. So I guess it kind of all started then. And, you know, instead of going towards the, you know, becoming a doctor as I entered into high school, I started volunteering at the hospital, so. Um, I was a candy stripe when I was 14, I nice. just wanted to let you know that. I bet you looked <laughs> good in that little uh, striped dress, Well, yeah. that, was, that was before it was accepted. Wow, wow. Every day I was like, did I really shave my legs for this? <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I, I went back to sir. I went back to serve after cancer treatment. So um, I knew immediately I didn't want to be in the medical profession after I had to will my first body down to the morgue. Why would I make a volunteer do that? I have no oh problem. god, no! I never had to do that. No, that was, that was oh, kind of freaky. So yeah. So you, you obviously you childhood kind of set, set yeah. Set up. And then yeah, I so, said you know then the more people talked to me and asked me about it, what I wanted to do, I kind of started leaning towards nursing. People. We're telling me, you know, you're always going to have a job and you have all these opportunities and different areas that you can go into with nursing. So that's kind of the path I took. Well, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure being a, a, a nuclear uh, engineer probably is job security <laughs> too. So. But you, I mean, you had to have that special call. I mean, all y'all had to. So uh, you're, you're serving other people. It's not like you're self, I mean, selfishly, you know, Doing it for the money, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure you probably make more than a. I'm sure. I'm sure you probably make more than a hamburger flipper. But. I don't know. They're going moved up to fifteen dollars exactly. an hour, right? <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's right. And we're pushing it. Yes. Um. Well, maybe if you supplement by driving Uber, then you can kind of, <laughs> kind of get up there. Yeah. So how how did you get started, Trace? Uh, mine actually uh, was. Actually, a lot of people that come through our unit, you know, we'll, we'll some, some see, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm very interested in going into nursing at this point in time. Um, it doesn't always happen, but people do get turned on by coming into and actually seeing how everything works and, and the nurse that take care of their family and if it was a really good positive experience. And mine was, uh, my grandfather was in the hospital and this nurse actually shaved uh, my grandfather and shaved his face and made him all pretty. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she took the time to do that. And it was just so sweet. And I never forgot it and went completely different. Um, It didn't quite happen that way. I was quite the band nerd and (laughs) still am a little bit. Well, I guess a lot. What what, what instrument? (laughs) Flute. Flute. Go ahead. Makes great man. Jazz flute. (laughs) (laughs) I can take it. I can take it. (laughs) I've heard it all. Have you seen Anchorman 2 yet? (laughs) Yeah, the jazz flute. So I went to East Carolina to major in music uh, within a semester. I no longer enjoyed the requirements of majoring in music. Um, I still like to play my flute, but that turned it to a job and it was no longer enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't like this anymore. And I'd always kind of had in the back of my head a nurse, job security, um, <laughs> But I didn't get accepted, so I ended up graduating with health information management. And then a year later, after I graduated, went into uh, I got an associate's degree in nursing. Okay, I think uh, I think I probably can find you a Jethro Tull band <laughs> yes. that you can play flute in. So. Oh, that'd be great. 
I'm gonna start looking into that. YouTube right. sensation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Bad. laughs> All right, Amy. How about you? Well, um, I always thought, uh, yeah, <laughs> nursing could be like a back pocket thing. I, I really thought that it would be something I wanted to do, and I'm. Fortunately, I was lucky enough to go to Appalachian on some funding, um, and so I didn't have a whole lot of choice in majors, although I knew they were going to get a nursing degree um, at some point, but like I said, 15 years later, they finally get one, but um, at that point, I was kind of pushed out and decided to major in public health something or another. I'm not even sure. I remember parks, my parks, true parks, degree. Parks and Recreation was, Management. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cop-out for sure. Um, came so home, mine. couldn't find a job. Who, who, who'd have thought? And ended up in a bar and waiting tables and bartending for a year or two and decided to go back to nursing. And once I stepped in, I just, I knew that's where I needed to be. And um, I never tried to merge the degrees after that. I just went straight forward and just loved it after that. I mean, I uh, couldn't see myself doing anything different. I can't either. It's kind of funny because as a child and growing up and being in college, I didn't know that I was meant to be serving in this way. Right. But it, it's kind of funny how it the doors open and the path follows and you kind of end up and you're in this position and you're like, oh, I was made for this. Yes. I wonder, speaking of that, I wonder how many um, people actually start the nursing program and just uh, like how many weed out, like the trash takes themselves out. You know, because they do. Oh, I'm sure. I have a, a friend that started in nursing actually, and she's like, "Oh yeah," she's like, "I couldn't hack it." She's yeah. like, and she switched and kind of yes. went a different direction. I've had several people come through. There were like these IT people that had worked for 10, 15 years in the, you know, um, whatever departments that we don't work in IT type, you know, computer whatever. world, whatever <laughs> the the real world the things is. That we hate. The things that we hate, and they come I back. I can download to, an app on my phone. So yes, I, I got you. <laughs> they come back to nursing because they want to help people. They say yes. Yeah, I can't tell you how many just yes they flake out. They can't handle it. They're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Blah blah blah. You know, I mean, I think their heart is truly there, but they just can't handle the reality of what it's like to be a nurse. And they go back to their IT computer world, and that's fine. You know, I get it, but I see a lot of it. I mean, we've had a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I know you guys are the uh, the doctors are the you know the the main Hollywood stars, and you guys are the supporting cast that <laughs> yes. never gets mentioned. You know that one that yes. one week of, that one week in May or whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, that we get a card, <laughs> and not not taking away from not taking away from my doctors because I think we where we're at the hospital that we you know we that was a, a client customer. <laughs> we were you guys work at. I mean, it's a great it's a yes. great I mean it's a great hospital. Yes. So. Um, but you guys definitely rule rule the roost there, you know, and take care of everybody because um, I think I don't I don't think some of the doctors could handle the workload y'all have. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's possible. So, um, speaking of going back to Tracy, um, uh, the night I got the call, I, I got to scratch off my bucket list of being shaved by a six foot seven white guy <laughs> from uh, neck to. Neck to ankle. He might even shave my feet. I can't remember. It was, it was a very awkward conversation <laughs> about some background interlude music here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Where's the <yeah>. saxophone? <laughs> That's a jazz flute. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was very awkward talking about um, March Madness while yes. you have a grown man <laughs> shaving. <you down. laughs> so, and uh, I know one of my transplant buddies, Tony, listens to this podcast. So. He'll remember that too. That was that was one of my most awkward moments. 
Make it work for you, baby. Oh, Kitty G. Do you have so, anything else to add about that? Well, I, I remember He started him. from he the just, top. He slowly walked in. <laughs> he turned the lights down. He put a little mood lighting with the TV flickering in the background. He, he turned on the buzzing sound of the razor. And that's, I mean, that's all I can do. <laughs> I don't want my kids listening to that. But, uh, yeah, that was, so I got that off my bucket list. I'm hoping not to repeat that again. I'm hoping, you know, maybe it's a four foot ten white guy next time. Um, very awkward. Very awkward. So I, I don't recommend I want to know what else is on that bucket list. <laughs> what's what's yeah, right like, what before is, that? It's like the worst yeah. bucket list in America. Right now, yeah, I guarantee you. Yeah. Like hand fishing is on there. <laughs> Just weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a awkward moment prior to transplant. So that was I didn't I didn't get to look pretty with the facial hair. They just I guess I was like I was twelve years old again. So. But um, yeah, you had a lot more hair back then. Yeah, yeah. Even now. Yeah. yeah. Well, funny story about that. I don't know. Did I share that with you? No. Nope. So, um, uh, of course, the listeners may not know what I look like, but uh, but um, during transplant, uh, post transplant, I I had a pretty long beard and long hair. I'm I'm pretty tatted up, ride a motorcycle, and um, I I one day. But you I, don't do that anymore. Just every other day. No. So uh, <laughs> we're done. So uh, yeah, they call it a donor cycle. That's what I heard. So, um, so you know, I pull up to this gas station for ride, and it's been a long day. And I mean, it's, it's in the winter, and it's but you know, you, after so many miles, you need some water. So I pull over, put some gas in, walk up, grab a water, and come back and sit by the curb, and. I'm just sitting there enjoying trying to cool down this, this bottle of water. All of a sudden, this lady gets out of her car. She walks in, kind of looks at me, gives me the stare. And then I'm like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. I kind of go back to just kind of enjoy myself. And she walks back out and, and hands me a couple of bucks and, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a soft drink. And she goes, honey, you could really use a meal, couldn't you? So I didn't want to speak up, but she assumed, you know, I didn't want to say, hey, ma'am, I'm not homeless. You, you know, I didn't want to steal her blessings. I, I just went with it. So I was like, you know what? I went home that day and I was like, I made me a haircut appointment. Trimming face hair. I was like, you know, that's pretty bad when you think you're homeless. That's funny. Nothing against the homeless that may listen to the podcast, but I'm just saying, I had to clean up a little bit. So now I'm, I'm not, you know, clean shaven or nothing, but I'm, I had to trim back a little bit. So yeah, that was that was kind of embarrassing. So um, what'd she uh, treat you to? What was that meal? It was, it was like three bucks. I mean, she <laughs> oh, was, she, I thought she like took you out to a meal. No, 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 no. She gave me like three. I mean, look, you, I look like a serial killer at the time. So I, <laughs> I, was, I, was a kid. I, I wouldn't expect her to take me like a Ruth Chris or anything like that. <laughs> Unless she was really into homeless guys. I mean, maybe. You know, maybe. So ladies, um, so we know you're, how you got into the business. What, what are some high points and some, some kind of low points that you see? You know, maybe they don't have to be anything specific, but I mean, obviously I imagine... Uh, loss is, is probably a big thing because it's hard to get because you guys don't like like uh, I know people don't check in for one day and then check out they're not coming in for a you know just a I had to get something removed topical from the skin they're coming in for major surgery or they're really sick so and you guys get a chance to kind of get to know them and bond a little bit with them and their family so um, so what's uh, maybe start with the low points that way we can kind of end on a high point no pun intended <laughs> so well who's gonna go <laughs> Obviously, the low points are when we, we lose a patient. I mean, uh, we, we get patients from probably, what, 17, 18 years old up to uh, mm-hmm. 95, and I don't think it changes your 
belief and your attitude is, ha- is when you lose someone. I mean, you just feel for the family. You feel for the patient. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're spiritual. You pray for them. And it's just a whole process I think you go through at that point in time. So, you know, that's obviously the lowest point that we deal with, I think. Um, there can be contributable factors to that. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, there that is our lowest point in the day um, that we have to deal with. Um, I think those low points are just... You see, you know, we, I'm trying to say this, it's so terrible, circling the drain, but you know, you see it and you're trying to prevent it. And as a nurse, you know, you know, your patient and you know that we need to be intervening, but we don't know what the intervention needs to be because really things are not very clear. And I, well, maybe that's more different. Maybe that's not so much the low point as the frustration. So it ends up in the low point, but it's just probably one of the most frustrating things about my job is just not feeling like you did what you went in there to go do, and you're trying to help, but you don't know how to help. And so I guess that was really more of a frustration than a low point. But so I guess um, it's really hard to gauge what success is. I mean, it's, it's based on you're each. exactly right. Yeah. It's because it's, it's, it's based on the individual. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see success in the population that we're dealing with. So right. when we do have success, we rejoice it, we love it, you know, we embrace it, and we celebrate it. That's why we're here. And exactly. <laughs> That's right. yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, we don't, unfortunately, get to see a lot of it. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the unit where they're working in. Yeah. So. But, you know, there a lot of times that we do see successes, which is, you know, some of the high points. And I'm on the peer interview team, and a lot of a lot of people ask, they're like, well, why are you in this job? They're like, why do you stay? Because when we go around and we introduce ourselves, it's like, hi, my name's Tracy. I've been here for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so it's, and in a way, in the nursing field, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of like a, yes. it's, you, it's looked down upon that you've been there for so long. Oh, wow, really? Yes. Uh, you know, it's not a positive thing by any means we should be white coats like our friend stephanie here (laughs) and so when we're not white coats um like stephanie then it's kind of like oh you know i even actually had a a girl come back when i first started working there and she's a crna and she's like you're still here Mm. you know so it it happens all the time but I forgot my point now. Imagine that. Call those up. I'll, I'll come up here and whoop some red hands. So. <laughs> well, no, it's not that. It's, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Typical me to get off on a tangent and not remember what right. I, I totally do this all the time. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. We might start talking about cheeseburgers. <laughs> cheeseburgers. That's pretty well, good. I don't even like burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Like Barry, don't like her. I know. I'm a weird what person. Are, are you American? Are you? I don't know. She's West Virginia. Uh, uh, don't look that. down oh. on me for my oh. background. And her last name, like her last name is White. She's <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia. Rokio, Rokio. What part of West I could get you a really good guest. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a band here prepared. Um, <laughs> right, uh, like, right outside of Charleston. Okay. Yeah. Mythic Charleston. So. Yes. No, everybody likes, if you know anything about West Virginia, the only thing people think of or come up with are the wonderful whites of West Virginia. Oh, and yeah. my last Marshall. name is White. Oh, so they're uh, always like, oh, are you related to Jessica White? <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> they're Far, far. Yeah, let's, let's not admit <laughs> not that. Not in the family. <laughs> well, it's either that, or are you, are you kidding to them, or Robert, or Robert Bird, one of the two. So. <laughs> I'm not related okay, to him good. either. <laughs> yeah. I think every road is named after him anyway, the rest area. <laughs> so. Yep. so high points, low points for you? 
like high points, you know, the good outcomes, like in your instance, you know, it's so, just. Some of you think it's totally. a, that was not good, but. <laughs> <laughs> we think it was Canada's really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, because like I said, we do, we deal with a lot of just sadness and, you know, really sick people and, you know, like Tracy said, we're just working and working and working and trying to do something for somebody and just don't see anything good happening. And so when it does happen, it just makes you feel really good about yourself, you know, about what you've done, you know, what the team has done for this person that they're, you know, they're able to walk out of that unit, yes. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's sometimes it is a miracle and yes, it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see that. And then when you, you know, when they're grateful and the mm-hmm. family is grateful, you know, we don't. You know, you've been great to us, you know, expressing how much you love us. But, you know, we don't hear that from every patient. So when we do hear it, we we do appreciate it. I don't don't know how you couldn't. I mean, because you guys guys wait on everyone hand and foot. I mean, and, you know, I I couldn't do it. You know, I I know a lot of people that could do it. So it takes a special purpose person to do that yeah like it takes a special per- person to do hospice care um everyone's not cut out of each thing but man I, you guys are top notch in my books so, uh, <laughs> i mean because i don't you guys took care of me i don't think my wife would do that she probably would have already put, <laughs> she probably would have put a pillow in my head so. in the business we call that pillow therapy yes, we do. <laughs> in the business, in the business. <laughs> Pil- pillow nasia <laughs> um since you know i had a lot of time to think about life and death while i was in there because you know you're, you're circling around and i, I remember uh, being there, you know, there was actually, uh, I think someone passed and funeral home came in and really did respectful removal. And, uh, I think that was, I thought that was pretty cool. But so you get to think about life and death. And I think one of y'all can't, I think it may have been Amy who tried to shelter me from seeing that just because it's kind of a sobering, sobering reality to see that. Can you ever tell like on someone's face or their attitude or kind of their spirit, like they've just kind of given up, you know, maybe the family hasn't accepted it, but you can read their face and their emotions that, they're, they're just tired of running. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. time. Probably a year ago, I had a guy that just immediately came into mind when you said that, that basically said, tell my son to come in, tell, you know, my grandchildren. He said, uh, the fight is over. And he literally just sat there and talked, and he quit talking. And it sounded like something out of a movie script, and it never is like that. Right. But he literally knew that he was finished. And, his you know, and I got to be really close to that family. But, um... He knew, and we see it all the time. They, it sometimes they rally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a day of rally point where they, I don't think the patient thinks they're better. I think they do it just for the families. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see it many, many, many times where uh, people just know they know when their yeah. time is over, and and it's almost comforting, I guess, in a way where they. It's like acceptance. Peace, acceptance. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. My patient actually this um, past two days, uh, Monday and Tuesday, it's interesting because we're on a cardiac unit. My mm-hmm. last three patients have all had lung cancer. Okay. Um, absolutely nothing to do with the heart. <laughs> um, so she's in there and she was she was a breath of fresh air. And, you know, I really enjoy taking care of her because she knew her diagnosis she knew what she wanted. She was very clear with everybody. Everybody knew what she wanted. I mean, so there was no like, oh, surprise, I'm dying, which I actually had a patient last week before that who did not want anybody to know that she was going home to hospice. I'm like, but 
somebody's got to be there to open the door for the hospice bed mm-hmm. to show yeah. up. But right. she didn't want to discuss it. And so I was like, okay. But so, but she said, you know, clearly I'm going to die from this. Um, I want quality, not quantity. And so this is what we're going to do from here. And so she was, I mean, it was a breath of fresh air because she actually was dictating how she wanted her care to be. It was actually a good time to enter hospice. You said your mom was hospice nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the best care that they can give when you go in hospice that early on instead of when we send patients. Mm -hmm. Because they're literally, like, we're so scared that they might pass away when we put them into the stretcher to get into the EMT, you know, transport into. So that's not a good use of hospice. Whereas she's Mm going to be able to use hospice and be able to be comfortable for the rest of her days. Right. And so it was quite a breath of fresh air, actually. It doesn't, I, I rarely ever have that happen. Yeah, I think once you kind of come to accept it, that you don't necessarily fear death, mm-hmm. it's the act of dying, you know, that, mm-hmm. that long, just dry, drug out, um, trudging, you know, through pain. And um, I mean, everyone's, Everyone's going to, we enter this world and we're going to leave this world. Yes. Two facts we can't escape. And we also yes. pay taxes too. Like it's really <laughs> but, um, so I, th- I think if you could kind of accept that, and it's kind of a hard acceptance because, you know, this is, this is the only world we know of and we can't see anything beyond that. So, but if you kind of come up with that acceptance and peace, uh, you, you, I, I knew I was better off when I came, came to that grip because there's no matter what I could do, no matter how much I, you know, kicked and screamed and moaned. There's nothing I could have changed the change the, the the factor of what was happening, the magnitude of what was happening. So, um, but you know, it's interesting that you guys can read that because I've always had a theory that you probably could tell when someone is just like oh, yeah. exhausted. They fought as long as they could. You know, they put up a good battle, but it's just their time to mm-hmm. to you know move on. So, I'm assuming because I know you guys, y'all talk to my wife a lot and interacted with her when she was there and you guys offered a lot of peace and grace there is that something that just kind of inadvertently that you guys become like the caretakers of the whole family because i mean yes. i because i've had nurses yeah when i was 12 years old <clears throat> in cancer i had nurses that had nothing to do with their family they came into the treatment plan and was, really yeah wow that's surprises me no concern and, well that was before the whole family center care thing yes. but still i think pediatrics has been far ahead of us in family-centered care right. than the adult world. So that that really is quite shocking to me. I mean... Well, this was Atlanta. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Well, you okay, well, that explains it. You the South, so, you know. <laughs> You get to almost... Sometimes, you know, a lot of these patients are intubated, they're sedated. Um, you don't know anything about, about the, the patient. patient. And mm-hmm. the family walks in, and sometimes you figure out a whole lot about the patient <laughs> real fast. <laughs> Um, oh, Lord, I hate to see yeah, what people Yeah, it can be a little <laughs> sketchy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes it can be really nice, um, but there are a whole lot of times when it's a little different. You know, but people are on their bended knee. I mean, they're, in a, we're, they're at their mercy of us. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it can be extremely stressful, the amount of time and energy you have to put into families. Um, yes. But, again... Loss, you know, at that point, uh, we're their world, and you know, and they're just kind of living in it and, and trying to just cope. So, that's a good way um, of putting it because they know, do it in it's our world. It's frustrating from our point sometimes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to kind of 
you know, reverse it and try to figure out what the heck they're dealing with. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it's situations I would never want to be in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, I think um, extended periods of time in a hospital becomes surreal and time slows down. Yeah. You, know, oh, you yeah. lose track of days, lose track of yeah. a.m. or p.m. Oh, yeah, they just dropped off the bacon tray, so it's got to be morning, yeah. you know. Um, well, I guess not bacon. 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 Well, cardiac, like, what cardiac know. unit were you yeah. on? Yeah, that, that, I didn't get the benefit of that. So. It was like just eggs, no salt, no salad. flavor. <laughs> you got the cardiac. You got hey, you got just the, hot sauce. You got the hot pocket of air today. That's what you. Got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That so. that has actually happened though. Yes. we were handing out breakfast trays one morning, and we pulled nothing. the lid, and there was nothing <laughs> on, the, on the plate. Yes. Nothing. Or it's frozen. Or it's frozen. Oh, this is man. the uh, low carb, gluten free, yes. carb free, protein free, <laughs> vegan special. Diabetic. So, yeah. um, give us some uh, some insight into what uh, Mojo was like when he was in there. Give us some embarrassing Captain stories. A-hole. Well, so they 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 had him before me, so they get to know a little bit more. I have I had his, one of his first interactions, which I could definitely share, but I think they had more. Um, time with him prior to and then i got to send him to surgery but my first interaction was asked to come in there and start an iv on him and there was a prn nurse that was actually taking care of him and she was like oh can you go start an iv for me in 7704 and i'm like oh yeah sure and i walk in and all i see are tattoos (laughs) and so basically she didn't want me (laughs) (laughs) no Basically, I'm like, why do people do this? They don't Sinners. know what I've got. I mean, this is about me right now, and I'm going to start this IV, and I've got a, a track record here yeah. that you are really getting ready to screw up if I'm in this IV. And so it's not about your your tattoos. It's about me and the fact that I might not actually get that ta- um, the IV. And so I was really actually quite upset. with, And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm probably not going to get this IV. But we're going to play it cool like I'm totally going to get it. <laughs> How you doing? And I'm like, please, God, let there be a vein. You just need a vein, just one, one. I can do this, and then we get to take thing out of his neck, put him on seven B, and he can go and home pump Primacore, and and so that was the first introduction that was before the transplant week, way yeah, before yeah. the the before. long stay. That's right. That was a short stay. <laughs> that was the introduction. And, hey, meet the nurses. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> Primacore just for the listeners. Primacore is a medicine they put you on. It helps. Uh, lessen the symptoms of uh, yes. congestive heart failure. It's a little uh, nice uh, European man purse that has <laughs> yes. a pump in it that has medicine that you carry around that uh, gives you a little dose every 24-7. Uh, it'd be, be even better better if they actually replaced the IV bag with whiskey. <laughs> but, um, I don't think that's legal in the United States yet, but um, yeah, that's what Promacore is. So, <laughs> so that was the first interaction we had. Yeah, that was a and quick. That was a quick visit too. That was a quick visit. I don't even remember that much. I think I was just. I think I was probably in denial because yeah. uh, they told me that hey, we're going to go come and do this test. You should be out this afternoon. But evidently, the test said something work, uh, bad, you know, and uh, they're like, no, we gotta we gotta put this in you. So you were still working at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I admitted you that day. Uh, it took me a while to figure out that that's who you were, but um, I remember you. I'd be in the shop that day. Your wife was there. Um, but again, it it took a little while, but I took care of you Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday up to the point you had your call. Wednesday, you were like on a kick butt kind of high, you know, you're in good mood. I was like, oh, this guy's cool. You know, you never know how to take someone after they've been there for two weeks. You know, you don't know how they're going to be. I Mm -hmm. mean, I've 
experience it a lot. You kind of walk in. I'm the new nurse, you know. (laughs) You know, and it's kind of like you kind of get to meet that person. Two weeks to catch up. You got to get a good report because I'm here the next three days. And if you don't like me, buddy, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you kind of have to jive that first day, and then the second day. Uh, you'd gotten kind of some bad news, and you were kind of in a crummy mood, and I think I was a little bit busy, and I kept promising you I'd take you outside, and I didn't quite get there, and well, you were not mean, but you just, you kind of were <laughs> kind of recluse, I mean, you just, you, you know, you well, had your own thing going on yeah. in your head, you know, and so, come Friday, finally I got to take you outside, and it was all good this after was that, good. you this know. This was good Friday, right? This was good Friday, yes. So, so I'll, uh, I'll tell a little story of that, just kind of, uh. I think it's amazing. I, I still kind of, I, admit, yeah, I, I cry. Amazing. I admit I cry when I think about it. But so we were uh, Amy's will and my decrepit rear end in a wheelchair <laughs> down to uh, the uh, walkways, the the or the pollen sidewalks, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> to the gardens, and and we're just trying to enjoy kind of a moment outside in fresh air because we've been cooped up in the, the what remnants of the winter. And uh, my wife was there. And we're just kind of enjoying fresh air and. Um, Time to go back. I guess I, I guess they had a time limit on how long I could be out of prison there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, or just in case you know something happened, so we walk back towards the front entrance of the main hospital, and uh, all of a sudden Amy gets a call on her um, bat phone, nurse bat phone, <laughs> and uh, she starts like crying. You know? and I'm like, what you know what happened here? So uh, she hands me the phone, and the coordinator goes, "Hey, we got, we found your heart." Of course. I didn't know what to say. I just started crying. <laughs> so, what do you What do you say? I mean, so it's a it was a sobering moment. So I think me, you, my wife, we all cried back up to uh, the the thirteen miles we had to walk back up. <laughs> it felt like thirteen miles back to the room because I was a, I was a wreck and uh, got to sit there and question our doctor there about everything, just making sure it was a, what it was. I mean, it, was, it felt like a dream, you know. Yeah. So. Um, very surreal. So that was Good Friday of 2016. So here we are, um, almost 365, and celebrating this with these lovely ladies. Because who else would who else would you want to celebrate it with? So, um, so that was that was one of the hardest days for me personally. So, um, but also one of the very sobering, you know, realities because you you realize how uh, brief life is, and you know. You know, I, I fortunately I kind of for the past four years I knew my expiration date type mm-hmm. thing, and so we kind of we lived. I was living to die, basically trying to spend every moment uh, with my family and things like that, and friends, and just doing those things that you you. Oh, I'll put that off till I'm sixty or you know whatever. So you mm-hmm. try to do the things that you can. So just a, I wouldn't recommend going through a heart transplant, <laughs> but you know I wish everyone would take that approach and kind of live life um, as it could end because you know we're. We're no, we're not. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So I'm trying to rain on our parade here. <laughs> um, for anyone that would be thinking about going into the medical field, what what would you prepare them for, or giving any pearls of wisdom, any advice, any caution? Um, because this isn't like you said, it's not cut out for everyone. Just like no one's ever, not a lot of people are cut out to be an IT guy or a, a podcast guru or a chef, <laughs> or, you know. It takes special people to be in those categories. They um, absolutely do. Until the robots come out. <laughs> the robots yeah. come out. And we have robot nurses too. But, um, what you know? What for someone looking into the medical field? Because I'll be honest with you, I was so I was so 
humbled by the whole experience. Like I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get my degree and become a nurse. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I what I, I was like. I, can I was, see you doing it. I think I'd probably get fired pretty quick. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like a waste of money. So. No, but you, you just because you know, I, I I I felt so gracious to have that kind of help from people, and I never. I mean, I, you, you rarely get to experience that. So I, I, I just thought about giving back. That's the only way I could give mm-hmm. back. Is you just put myself in the same situation. So, what advice would you have? for people looking into medical field? Uh, I'd say pro- be prepared for anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I think it's one of those jobs, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Yes. You don't know who you're going to run into. Um, and so you just kind of have to just take it as, it as it comes to you. And you just have all these different situations that you never thought that you would be in the middle of that yes. you're finding yourself having to deal with. So... I guess I guess the office office stays the same, but the view changes every day. Absolutely, because nursing school doesn't prepare you. I mean, it prepares you book wise, um, how to how to insert a foley. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) technical things. But it doesn't. That was on the check conference. (laughs) For the real part of nursing, I mean the the part where you. Are compassionate the part where you get on the patient's level and 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 interact and become with their families it just is it's something you just do and i don't mm-hmm. know if it's just a response and if you're not going to get in if you're going to get in nursing for the money you're in the wrong profession it really really you just have to um what am i saying ladies i mean you just have to Mary be Dr. with that patient <laughs> <laughs> You learn to love your patients. I mean, you know, even one of the worst ones you just want to scream at. You you learn to what what tweaks them, what inter, mm-hmm. you know, what makes them happy. How you interact with them, how you socialize with them, whatever you do to make that relationship work. Because you're stuck for twelve hours with these people, <laughs> and you gotta figure it out real right. fast. And you know, I mean, and sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes it's really crummy. But you survived. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, nursing school doesn't prepare you for any of that. No, um, I, don't, I don't think nursing school prepares you for the chaos. No, the chaos that you cannot describe. I could not even, if, even if I were to give you a day, it still, because you haven't walked it, doesn't really prepare no. you for the absolute chaos that happens. The random just I mean it doesn't prepare you for the mom coming in and she's actually coming in for OR and you're asking her hey do you have any body piercings and her son says oh yeah did you get the one out of your <laughs> mom <laughs> hey, you're not prepared for that there's nothing in the no nurse's school manual yeah. no could, kids should know that which is exactly the problem yeah. or the other favorite one and this makes me think of Emily every single time because she had this one um, she was 19, so everybody gets named. It's not your name. We know you by your number. Mm-hmm. And she was a 19. She refused to put on a gown and refused to put a sheet over her while her son was bringing in his brand-new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing that prepares you in nursing school for the fact that here is my naked mother. <laughs> meet, meet, here, 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 Jane, oh. Jane, this is my, my oh. naked mom, mom, Jane. <laughs> and so she absolutely refused. And, um... I, 
there's nothing in the booklet about that happened yeah nothing in the booklet about that people are just nuts like you think you're weird and crazy wait yeah. <laughs> like oh my like, goodness i am so vanilla so normal i got it <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember freaking out the uh i cannot remember the older lady's name there's the like the hospital or the Come on, Celeste. I know, I exactly. So, yeah. oh, the EVS. I, I, had, I had a sheet over my head trying to sleep because it's usually white. I was laying flat. I wasn't making a sound. She comes in and she's probably been in there for three or four minutes. And I finally just kind of come out of it. And I, and I pulled the sheet off my head. She thought I was passed. Yeah. So I scared the absolute bejesus out of her. So, yeah. I love her. I wish I would have had that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she was awesome. I mean, she was. She is. Awesome. She's still she awesome. Is. I mean, yes. she is probably one of the. Oh, she's best, hardest just wonderful to everybody. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember her name the last time I saw her, and she's. Uh, she's like, you remember my name? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You like <laughs> made sure my room was spotless. Yes. She used that nasty vinegar smelling <laughs> on the floors too. But that's her. Evidently, got to keep the MRSA away. Yes. I guess it's not a bad idea. So, ladies, thank you for coming in. Thank you for mm-hmm. allowing me to celebrate on Podcast World and with my listeners. You guys are truly amazing and have inspired me to try to be a little bit less of a jerk. So, <laughs> and I, I, I try to take that because, I mean, you, you guys can, a lot of the instances, because you deal with such sick people, you guys are kind of maybe the last vision of humanity to a lot of these people. If you think about that, I mean, they may close their eyes and never wake up again, and you're the last face they see. So, um, so I appreciate how you guys coddled me like a child <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and treated me with such respect. Because I mean, it's just a tough situation to be in. There's, you know, there's just no words to put it. How what the emotions that kind of go through that. But this time of year is always going to be a reflective time of year for me. Um, I don't think it'll ever get old because it's like celebrating a birthday all over again and trying to surround yourselves with people that um, are in your circle. Well, ladies, thanks again, and um, we love you for my family. So, and I'll be seeing you at the hospital again soon, yes. bringing you appreciation <laughs> meal. I hope soon. So, anyway, anyway, ladies, <laughs> anyway, ladies, thank you for coming in, and I appreciate you spending your night with me. Thank you for having me. play jazz flute? I dabble. Would everyone love to hear Ron Burgundy play some jazz flute? Yes! You, get on stage now. Okay, I guess I can play a little ditty. Honestly. Come on! Give me a hand! I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. Yes! This is a surprise, I tell you. (laughs) Guys, East Harlem Shakedown, E-flat. Keep it simple, splashy, and uh, Jerry, let's take the bass line for a walk. I'm not hearing it right. Hold on. We got it now. It's all right. Little ham and eggs coming at you. Hold on, people. We'll pick out your griddles. Baby-making music, that's what that is. Let's go!